Righty guys, welcome to the Force of Podcast. It is a Sunday review show. I have got with me on the first part, Bradley Martin. Yeah, good evening. Zach Pettit. Hello. Callum Pettit. Hello. And Callum Cameron. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. Thank you very much, Cal. So we are focusing in the first part on four out of the eight games already played in the Premier League. We're going to be speaking about Newcastle, Chelsea, Villa, Brighton, Man United, West Brom and Sheffield United, West Ham. And then part two will be the other four games. Obviously, we can't speak about the Monday night games because it's Sunday night. Um, so we'll start off Newcastle, Chelsea, 2 0 Chelsea, Fernandez' own goal, and the Tammy Abraham goal to seal the win for the Blues. Dominant by Chelsea, 71% possession away from home at St James's Park. Should have been a lot more. Um, fellas, what are, we, uh, what are we thinking about this game? Um, top performance. Chelsea were unreal. Um, like you said, dominated, didn't they? From start to finish. Could have been a lot more. Um, just goes to show how good they are this season. And then Newcastle aren't on a brilliant side, had a few players missing, but still really good result for Chelsea. Thought they played really well. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a, like you said, a few players missing for Newcastle, but uh, Cal, should should they, are they one of the very inconsistent teams in the Premier League at the minute? I mean, look, looking at that team, I think it's, it, they've got such a good side from, you know, especially we, we spoke about it briefly on the um, on the Friday prediction show. I mean, now they've got Mendy in goal, they look they look a lot a lot more solid at the back, and um, you know they've, they've got some young heads in there. You've got you've got your likes of James, um, uh, the fullback. I think he looks he looks like, like a fantastic player. You've got Thiago Silva. He's, he's obviously like a few years older, but he's, he's, he's you know you need a bit of maturity in that defence. Uh, to tie it up, and obviously they got they got they got a clean sheet, which is obviously really good for that side. And um, you know, when you look at them, you think there's goals in that team. So you, you'd you'd pretty much say that they could score against any team in our league at the minute. The way the way the fixtures are going, um, I think New, Newcastle are probably unlucky, but they were they were they were down a lot of their major players. And I think I think Chelsea, yeah, it was a good performance by Chelsea. I think I think they they, they should definitely. Um, you know, take a lot of take a lot of good points from that and, and move forward and, and look at them now. I mean, they're in, the, they're in the top four and they're not too far off top, really. I think, uh, Brad, yeah. what, what what do you think? Chelsea for title contenders? Yeah, I think they're quite solid, aren't they? And um, with the league how it is now, I think it is quite open. Um, they only seem to be one of the teams playing quite well at the minute. Um, I think they're a bit shaky sometimes at the back, but I think the midfield and attack really gets them out of trouble. Um, a lot, but yeah, fairly solid for me. Chelsea quite for- yeah. fortunate, really, because are they? Would they've, they've started to? They've got a quite a good sized squad now as well, so they've got players they can bring off the bench. They've got the, your Giroud's, uh, your Hudson Odoi's, Jorginho's. They've got players where they, they can make an impact from coming off the bench. Obviously, Newcastle yeah, really. were unfortunate, weren't they? Because they didn't have um, Wilson or. Uh, Elmer on starting, and it, and they've both been class this season to Newcastle, haven't they? They've they've both been class, but Newcastle, I think they've shown for the past few years, especially that they they're just a they are a very inconsistent team. Zach, I've I've got written down here 
a good question. Do you think they're a low-tier Premier League size in a side in a too big of a ground, or do you think they can? They just need a few more signings to get up and running into being top ten, maybe even European contenders. I think with some money behind them, Newcastle should be pushing towards European sort of places because this this the size of the stadium. I think it it's justified because of how many fans they do get in there. Like it's it's pretty much a one team um, city, so you, you, all your fans are going to be going there. Um, I don't think Steve Bruce will be the right manager for it, but then again, he's he is Geordie and he's his heart is in it. But um, I don't know they they're not a bad team. They are they're they're pretty much average Premier League team. I don't think they'll be. Anywhere near relegation, I think they'll probably finish about 14th, probably. I was going to say, I think we can safely say they're mid-table this season, aren't they? Yeah. Aren't they? Chelsea, Chelsea yeah, will be yeah. up there, though. Chelsea will definitely know, be up it's, there. It's, yeah. it's not the hardest opponent away at Newcastle. Um, no. It was a game they should have won. And again, it's, Chelsea, a, good it's a good result. And they had Thiago Silva missing as well. Mm. Um, but, which just, I mean, who uh, they had Rudiger come in and... Or was it Rudiger or Zuma who came and replaced him? Uh, Rudiger, because I think Zuma's been playing quite a bit this season. Zuma's been playing, hasn't he? Yeah, so Rudiger came in. Yeah. They look solid, to be fair. It should have been. It could have been four or five. I, 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 think, yeah, got, I think they were saying as well, this, uh, Rudiger's played more for Germany this season than he has for Chelsea. That's crazy. That's, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, it should have been a lot more. Werner missed some very good chances, but he's just proving that he's a a world-class striker. If you're getting in those positions, he's already scored quite a few goals this season and I think we've known what his past history is like uh, with Leipzig last season especially. But uh, we're looking at, if he keeps on getting in those positions, he's going to score 20-plus goals this season, surely. Well. You like to think so. Yeah. Mm. And we're looking well, at yeah. Chelsea, just before we move forward, Bristow, Kante, they're playing him in that holding position now again. Past few seasons, um, he's he's been played uh, as as a bit of a box to box, hasn't he? Yeah. But he's he's been told to sit in front of the back four now. I don't know why they changed and he's him back... from that. To be well, it was obscene. I think they showed a stat on Sky Sports at the start of the game, um, and his interceptions are passing, and it's just ridiculous how this season compared to the past two seasons, and and they were going in depth. It was quite a good watch actually, mm. just how he. He sits in front of the back four, cutting out the the, the attacks. It's... He's world class in that position. Hundred. He's unreal, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's probably he's the best player in that position at the minute. Isn't also, on Werner quickly as well. I see they're not playing him up top, are they? They're actually playing him off the wing, aren't they? Yeah, cutting Sammy inside. Abraham didn't started up front, didn't Abraham up front. Yeah, yeah. No, it's working yeah. still, isn't it? I did think that was an odd one. But obviously, Tammy's got his goal. And we're just, so that's the main thing. I think it's because he's so, so quick and he can just influence it from the side. Yeah. He's better doing that sort mm-hmm. of business. He's a very versatile player, Werner. I think. I think, like you said, his, his pace just gives him them them different options and different roles he can play, depending on where he's needed. And I think. I think. I know. I know he, he missed a few chances, but he'll always put himself like 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 Tom said. He'll always put himself in those kind of positions, and you know he he will score goals and. Yeah, I think I think like you said, I think I think looking back at the end of the season, I think I think we'll see him on twenty plus Premier League goals if he keeps going the way he is, and and that Chelsea team just keeps getting better. And better. I don't think I don't, definitely. Yeah, go on. No, as I was saying, I think it's just a class signing for how much they've spent on him. I think it's a really good investment. Do you boys reckon Abraham gets the credit he deserves? Well, maybe yeah, not. I think he does a little bit because he, he because of starting realistically. I think. 
he's not doing it. The thing is, he's not doing anything wrong to get into the press, but at the same time, he's not doing anything spectacular to also get the attention of the press. He's just getting on with his job, really, and he? he's scoring the goals when he needs to. And he's getting an England team. That's always a huge thing for a player. Uh, and, he's, yeah. and he plays games for England. He's just got to keep on going how he's going. Don't drop out of form. He's not keeping Werner out of the team, and that's also good for Chelsea. Well, this is... I just think he's class. I think Werner, not Werner, sorry, Abraham is a is a class player, not saying world class, but he does the job that he's needed to do. Yeah, because they've got, they've obviously got Ziyech, obviously, Z, they've got the front three now, Ziyech, Abraham and Werner. It looks like that's going to be the four mate, well, the, the front three for the season for Chelsea, doesn't it? Mm. But like, last, I mean, last yeah. season, yeah. what did he get? He got 15 goals? Yeah, Abraham in the Premier League, and he's already got a few this yeah, season. I think he's got three this season. Do you think he's good enough to lead the line for them? I don't think so, personally. I, I think maybe, maybe in a few seasons he'll be good enough, but I, I just don't. I, I don't see that. I don't know. He, he just for me in, in in a striker, you just want him to just score. I don't know, just a lot a lot more. I mean, if if you look at English strikers, you've got Calvin Lewin, and I'm sure you go. You'll, you'll talk through him in, in, this, in the second part. He looks like more of a striker than Tammy Abraham. And, and if, if given the choice, because they're, they're probably similar ages, if given the choice out of them two, I'd be picking Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, but you know, a- a- Abraham's had 15 goals last season. He's got he's got three this season. He's scored every single season that he's played. I, I think he yeah. is the man, personally. I don't think... I know he died off a bit last season, but he had an electric start at the start of last season. Yeah. And then obviously, yeah, he, did. he was very good at late, the, the end of well, the start of last season. And now he's got after, after a lot, after a lot of pundits yeah. said we're not sure if he's going to be able to cut it in the Premier League, and because obviously he had, he had a great season in the Championship the season before. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just there's just something about him that I don't think he's got that next gear in him. Do you know? Like, do you know? Like some of the English strikers are starting to prove mm. that. And obviously, like when when Kane was was starting to get in the, in, the, in the Spurs squad when he first started out, and then he just pushed on that extra level. I just don't know if Tammy Abraham's got that. Do you know? As a, from an English point of view, I hope he has. I just I'm I'm just not sure if I've seen what, enough from him to be thinking, yeah, this guy's going to be world class. Yeah. I should see him moving on in the next yeah three years. To be fair, to another Premier League team. Oh, um, he, he kind of reminds me a bit of Danny Welbeck. The kind of like he, he he had a bit of a spark about him when he first came through, and then he just you know he didn't really get to that level that we thought he might be able to. But I mean, it's, it's still yet to be seen. He's still a well, young lad, and he you know he's getting the team now and he's scoring goals. Welbeck so never got fifteen goals, did he? In a Premier League season, probably not. But he got pushed onto the wing a lot. I wouldn't nah. say so. I, w- I would say he's better than Danny Welbeck. To be fair, I don't really know what Danny. But Welbeck he's only twenty three as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's still, he's still a young lad. It's, he's still uh, got yeah. time to develop. He's, yeah, he'll, he'll, I think he'll uh, lead the line for Chelsea this season. If he if he starts scoring goals, there's no reason why he's going to leave. Like him, but to you, know, you never know. No, before, no, exactly. you? Another good player for Chelsea, yeah. Kovacic. He's a solid sign, and he's been. Hasn't he? Yeah, he's got a bit of everything. He's been like class, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. I was surprised Madrid let him go. Really, because he, he kind of just he, he's he's just solid. He wasn't getting in yeah. though, was he? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine him to get no. in. But like you look at the players that they've got, they're all quite aging now. Real Madrid, so they they could do with them. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I was thinking. Like you know, Tony Cruz ain't getting any younger. You know, you've, there's a lot of players in that Madrid team that you think maybe in a year's time that that Kovacic should be would be there for the next five or six seasons playing that role. But I think he's an asset for Chelsea, and I think they should they should definitely hold on to him. Definitely right. Um, well, we'll move on from that game. Um, next one, Villa Brighton. 
Uh, 2-1 Brighton, uh, Welbeck and a Sonny March goal for Brighton and Conster goal for Villa. Uh, Brad, what's going on with Villa? They they can go and beat uh, Liverpool 7-2. They can go, go away at the Emirates and dominate Arsenal with a 3-0 win, but then go and lose at home to Brighton. What 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 is going on with Villa at the minute? Yeah, well, I said this on the uh, Friday night show and I'm going to say it again. Um, they're clearly a one-man team. Um, if Grealish doesn't turn up, Aston Villa don't turn up. It's as simple as that. Um, they was really, really poor this week. Um, Brighton outplayed them for me. Um, and I think it was lucky it was only 2-1, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, they, they, they were very... Brighton, when they want to turn up, they turn up. Uh, we've, we've seen that um, last season. We've seen that the past few seasons they've been in the Prem. Um, but... Are Villa unlucky not to get a draw as a result with that penalty decision right at the end? It was given. There was a touch on the ball, but he went he went through. He, he put a lazy leg out, Sonny March. He got a bit of the ball, but not. I wouldn't say enough to say it wasn't a penalty. What What do you boys think? Because I think it's penalty. never been a penalty in a million years. I agree with Brad. Okay. Um, he got the ball, um, and I've seen the penalties that they've been given this year. Um, I think that would have been very harsh to give that as a penalty, really. Um, he got the ball for me. That's what, I mean. hey, Brad, yeah, if you, if you get the ball, it, it, how can it be a penalty? I know even if it's the slightest touch of the ball, you've still got yes. the ball first, so there's, it, you can't give a penalty for that. You're, all, but you're it, always going to get some of the player if you get the ball. You're always going to touch them. Um, mm-hmm. And if you look closely, he got the ball first before any contact between the two players. So, yeah, I don't think it was a penalty at all. One of those annoying ones, isn't it? Like, I think I think if, if you look back at the uh, the England game where um, where Declan Rice made made the tackle on the free kick that they ended up scoring, he, he, he clearly got the ball. And, you know, and they ended up, you know, Driz Mertens ended up putting that, that free kick in the back of the net. It's just, it's, it's very frustrating. I think, I think if you get part of the ball, then that should be, you know, it shouldn't be a penalty or it shouldn't be a free kick if, if you're getting part of the ball. Yeah, if you follow through. You know, if you're going at pace, it's going to happen, isn't it? It's. Um, I think it's very frustrating. Um, you know, to 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 give away penalties when you are I you feel, are winning. I feel like a lot of the time, but but the same. Exactly. I feel like refs don't really know as much anymore. It seems like there's a lot more ambiguity in football, and it just seems like it's preference. Like if they, it just it doesn't seem as black and white as it used to be. Like the rules and I think that's probably why more of these things are happening I think we, we should give a lot of credit to Brighton though to be fair it's a top win for them um, I mean yeah. they've, they've had some bad I mean they've not they've not been good at all this season have they Brighton they haven't showed up at no, all no they, they've, they've been they've been yeah they've this could might be the game that they can push on um, there's one player on Brighton's um, team sheet that is just out of this world and that is that Lamptey Fella, he he was very unlucky to get sent off. I thought I didn't think it was too. Uh, the second yellow was the yellow card, but the way that that kid can play is insane. He's just so. He, the the one thing that he lacks is the final ball, uh, because he's a left wing back. He needs to get down the wing and cross the ball. He's lacking that uh, accuracy on that, but that comes in time. It's not going to come uh, like you know straight away in your career. But to leave a team like Chelsea. 
go to Brighton, no offence to Brighton, but they are a much lesser team than them. And to perform the way he has and to then start getting big European teams sniffing around him already at that age and, and still constantly proving how good he is, even with the attention he's getting, I think he's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he yeah. He's a great player, isn't he? He really is. I think, I think we, we briefly mentioned it on, on the Friday episode. Um, he's... Yeah, he, he looks like some player. He really does. If he can really kick on and just start doing it on a more consistent basis, like doing it, you know, next season. And I, I think I think there'll be a lot of teams sniffing about him in in, um, in summer because he, he just he just offers, you know, he's got pace and power, and he's just he's he, he seems like he's got a good head on him as well. He doesn't look like he's, you know, he's, he's not letting the attention um, like hamper his performances. He just seems to be very consistent. And obviously, like you said, he's, he's, it's, a, it's a shame he got sent off, but I'm sure you know. He'll, he'll have time to reflect on that, and, and that's another part of his game where, you know, he'll he'll probably re, like rein it in when he's on a yellow. Um, so it's a shame for him to get sent off, but yeah, I think I think he'll really kick on another another great season for Brighton. Also, happy day to see Welbeck. You know, he, he um, back in the Premier League. He was at Watford. He obviously got relegated, but uh, nice to see him get on the score sheet and a nice little uh, little dink over the keeper over Martinez, who's been who's been fantastic. I think Brighton will kick on after that result. I really do. Because they've been a re- they're such a hard team to to beat. They're not even the best. They they just can't beat the smaller team. I think they've only they've lost to Chelsea and Spurs, haven't they, this season? And that's it. Yeah. Um, but they've not been winning games. They've they've drawn against West Brom, drawn against Burnley, drawn against Palace. They lost to Man United as well, didn't they? That that last minute, uh, oh, no, of course they yeah, So they're not losing. They're yeah. not losing to the, yeah. to small teams. They're just not beating them. But I think this this will kick on mm. their season. It's a it's a solid win for the Brighton, to be fair. And I'm not just saying it because I'm a Forest fan. Matty Cash again. That was a good good performance from him. I thought he looked good again. So I what I was, what I was going to go back to was uh, Brad's talking about uh, Villa being a one man team. Greenlish, he must be edging closer and closer to that world class bracket. He's Obviously not there yet, but he's game by game. You see more and more of how he can play, and I think Brad's right in the sense of that. If he doesn't turn up, then the other boys don't turn up. Like your likes of um, McGinn, your Watkins, your Matty Cash, even that um, Louise in uh, midfield, the Brazilian fella. Um, At the same time, it is an average team uh, with a, a great player in them, but when Grealish does perform. It brings out that sense of confidence in the rest of that team, and it shows on the pitch. And if they, and we clearly have seen it against the likes of Arsenal and your Liverpools. When when Greenish gets going and the rest of them get going, they can perform at a big game and get big wins. But you can't always rely on Greenish to sort. He them gets out. injured sure. there in big trouble. Big trouble. They need to make sure he's fit, yeah. or, or they're going to be losing a few games. And the amount of challenges that go in on him, like he is, a, he's a magnet for a for a big challenge. I know that he was known for going down too easy, but you look at some of the challenges he's been getting this season. It's kind of like a revenge tactic on him, of on him. Sorry, of like you know, oh, you went down quite easy last season. Let's see how, let's see how good you are when I actually give you a hard challenge. And he's and he's living up to it. And but there will be a time where he will probably get injured, especially with how the run of fixtures are going, especially when the FA Cup gets involved and. There's going to be more games, yeah. more pressure. Yeah, if he gets injured, I think you're right. I think they are. They are. They, they in are in big trouble. trouble. They're, they're, they're quite hard to score against, though. I mean, they've still 
defended quite well this season. They've only they've kept four clean sheets out of eight, so they are in trouble in sense of scoring goals, but defensively they're not too bad. They're not they're not a bad team, Villa. Like Carl said, they've got a really good goalkeeper. I like Matty Cash, I like Mings. Yeah, I, th- I think it was harsh. Harsh would rather no, say they're a one-man team. I think, I, I think it's, I think it's, it, it's, I think it's, it's just the fact that that one man is so much better than the rest. I don't think that the other, the other ones are really bad. I think, I think there are some, there are some places where you can pick out key players. Like, like I was saying, Martinez in goal, I think he's a great keeper. I think uh, on his day, Tyrone Mings can be good. Um, you know, like you said, Matty Cash is, is seems like a good fullback and. Um, yeah, I think I think there are players in that team that are not obviously at, at, at Grealish's level, but I think I think it's harsh to call them a one-man team because I think I think there are some there are some good players, and obviously um, Watkins up, up top has, has been scoring against the big against the big size. It's just whether or not he can do it against the smaller size and just start getting his goal tally up rather than you know scoring against your likes of your Arsenal. I think I think going forward they they are a one-man team. They they I can't see Watkins scoring many without Grealish. He's just leaps and leaps and bounds yeah. above the rest. <clears throat> Everything goes through him, and, and I, I agree with that. I, I think I think Jack Grealish is a phenomenal player, and, I, and I've said it on several occasions. I think Man United should be going after him if we get rid of Pogba. I think he's just he just takes us up to that next level, and and he, I think he could play in the same side as Bruno. But um, it's it's the same with uh, Crystal Palace. If Wilfred Zaha doesn't perform. They're, they're yeah. a one-man team. It, 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 Villa and Palace are pretty much a carbon copy of each other. If your best player don't perform, your players that are lesser than them won't won't perform either. But but yeah, good result for Brighton. They'll hopefully will push on a little bit better. Villa, they've just got to figure out how to beat the little teams and not just batter the big teams. But we'll go on to um, our teams now. We'll start off with Man United West Brom one 0 win with a Bruno penalty. Um, we'll start with Zach then. Um, it weren't a good. It weren't. It was a. I don't. It wasn't a scrappy win, but it weren't a convincing Man United result that you ex- would expect at Old Trafford to be a West Brom team that are struggling, haven't got a win yet this season. But what what is going wrong at Man United not to beat these little I teams? Really don't know at the minute. Like our home form is just abysmal. I don't understand. How we're so much better away, like I, I, I don't understand what the the difference is really. Well, I like the the thing is, like you could see in that game that we just we looked everyone looked lethargic, everyone looked really tired. I don't know if it's because a lot of the players have been away on internationals, but I don't know. We just looked really poor again, and we scraped to win by a penalty that. Well, I mean, I know the rule is how it is at the minute, but it's it it was a get out of jail free card. We we're very lucky with that, and I know we'll probably move on to the penalties later. But I I know this is going to be controversial, but I don't think it was a penalty for West Brom. To be honest, I thought I know it looked minimal, but I felt like Bruno just got a nick on the ball before he went through. But yeah, so lucky to get a win. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go on with the penalty then, because um, obviously the Bruno, the Man United one was a penalty. Like that's the rules now. If if your hands in an unnatural position and it hits it, it's gonna it's a penalty regardless. And we've just got to live with that. But the one, 
the penalty for West Brom that got overturned, uh, I disagree, Zach. I, I thought it was a penalty. But the thing that wound me up the most is that the ref had a good view when the game was in play. He was right next to where the challenge happened. He instantly gave it. He didn't think about it. He instantly, as soon as as soon as soon um, that Gallagher uh, player went down, he pointed to the spot. VAR didn't say to him, um, overall, it they said go have a look for yourself, you know, make your own judgment. And he's overturned what's himself. The, what's that the point of the VAR? Is a like joke, that, you know what I mean? He's exactly that. He, but that ref is an absolute joke. He should not be ref in top five games. He was the geezer who didn't think the Pickford yeah. challenge on Van Dyke was a red card. He was the one who said that Manny's um was offside in the same game with Everton. He's making bad calls after bad calls and getting away with it. But mm. the spotlight is always going to be on him now. I thought it was a pen. I agree that Bruno got a little touch on the ball, but I didn't think it was that enough to kind of make them make the ball move away as a good challenge. I think it was it would have been an unlucky penalty because Bruno did go for the ball when it was like shin on shin. But then it's just unfortunate for West Brom that they that United go down the other end and it get was, a penalty a about two, three minutes, minutes later. Football, to be fair, but, but here we go. We'll, we'll speak about we'll speak to Brad about Oli got a free star <laughs> because I know he's going to bring it in soon. Um, let's go on, go on, mate. Have, have, a, have, you, have your little run. Yeah, just just not good enough, mate. Um, as you say, yeah, Oli got a freestyle. Um, hashtag one chance Man United. Um, no, am- <laughs> uh, no ambition, no tactics, no game plan. Just not good enough. Um, Rashford for me um, looks injured, looks unfit, um, and it's obvious he no, didn't even play for England. Probably, did yeah, he? I thought he got um, rushed. So there's, some- so, there's, um, so there's something going on there. Um, this Van der Beek issue. Your problem you've got here is that Van der Beek's clearly a number ten. You've got Bruno Fernandez as a number ten. And if you, if you watch the game, they was going for the same bloody ball. Um, and you had Bruno out on, constantly on the right. You had Van der Beek doing whatever he was doing. And the midfield was completely open. There's just no tactics um, matter. I mean, hashtag slug. Um, hashtag retire, mate. No, no pace, <laughs> just not quick enough. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely poor. Um, and people need to stop saying, oh, you know, it's three points, it's a win, whatever. It's ridiculous. Absolutely embarrassment. They're awful. Absolutely awful. I, 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 I do get that, Brad. But I think on the other flip, on the side of the coin, isn't it, that at the end of the day, you've walked away with the win. Uh, Cal, um, we'll come to you then, mate. Um, obviously, you're a, a big fan of Cavani. He came on. Is he going to be the one that leads the line for United now? Or are you wanting to stick with Martial a bit more? Do you know what? I love, I love Martial, but I, I, I think we need to give Cavani a run of games because I, I think once again his, his movement looked really good. You know, I, I think if if you can get Bruno, you know, passing the balls through, and may, maybe have like you said, I, I don't think Rashford's fully fit. I'd maybe drop him for a game, let him, let him get fully fit before he starts. You know, the next the, the next few fixtures because I I think we're just we're really really hampering ourselves. From from you know actually getting a, getting a good run of games in, and I I think that that performance yesterday to say it were at home was absolutely abysmal. There wasn't there wasn't many times where I thought this is Man United attacking football. You know the fact that Matters started like Brad said, he, he's like he's running in mud. Like don't get me wrong, he's got a great he's got a great brain on him. He's got a fantastic footballing brain, but he's just we're not getting the best out of him in, in the position he's playing. I think it, Man United is about attacking. Quick football, and I don't know where Mata fits in in that. 
I think Donny van der Beek needs to have a run of games as well. I'd, I'd be starting both him and Cavani in the next game and just see what happens. Because for what for what we played, like honestly, it, it's it's hard to watch as, as a fan because you're just thinking where where's where are the chances coming from. I mean, Tony had half a chance, and and um, you know the defender made a good tackle, put a good foot in, and, and and managed to get it out for a corner. But I mean. It's, it's 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 an odd one. We go away with three points, but I, thought, I don't really feel any yeah, better. It was his choice. It, sorry, it was his choice of players as well. I mean, you're playing West Brom at home. I know I said play two decent midfielders, but you don't need to go with two central defensive midfielders at home to West Brom, do you? Not at all. Like they've they've been. What did they concede? What twelve before we played against them? Something exactly. like that. You know, you, you go you go. Old, you're Old Trafford. Obviously, you've not got the fans in, but. You should be looking at that fixture, looking at your lips, thinking, "We'll have four or five here." And we all thought they yeah. would. You know, you, you should be playing attacking football. Have Fred sitting deep or something because he he's got the engine on him to like, kind of like you know mop up and and make a few tackles and then and then put it, give it to give it to your likes, your, like you like you likes of Bruno, and he can spray it about, and then just just attack, just attack, attack, attack because we need it back in our football because it's just embarrassing what we played like last night. We should have had three or four. And do you know what? We're very lucky. Not to come away I don't understand the, the game, if not a I really don't. I don't know what Ollie's thinking. Like, it just, how isn't he getting a match in that team? There's got to be something we don't know. It's ludicrous how he's just sat on the bench every game. I don't understand it. Well, I mean, it, it it must be that the board wanted him, and um, you know, Edward would wanted him, and it wasn't one of um, Ollie's Ollie's um, signings that he wanted because. I feel I just feel sorry for the kid because he's he's quite clearly better than Matter. He's he's a lot younger. He's a lot quicker. He he should be he should be starting over Matter every single game. I don't know why Matter's still there. If I'm honest, I know he had, I know he had a few good games in the cup. But I've got I think to disagree. He's it. I think he needs to move though. He was useless. I mean, what was he on? Twenty minutes of that game, and he was awful. He 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 does he brings nothing to that United team. He's terrible. I'd rather. I'd rather be watching. I, I disagree. Disagree from. completely. Enoch He's too old. He was. He was a huge clown. Enoch has got a massive cock. Enoch. Enoch. He shagged the woman. Now she's dead. He swings his cock around his head. He knocks you up, me, and that's his number nine. <laughs> that is the perfect time to move on to the other game. Um... I'd honestly rather watch Enoch Schwab me up. There. I thought he, I think he's shit. I, I honestly, I don't know what the hell that was, but I don't want any part of it. Right, we'll, we'll move on. Like, um, so yeah, Man and I get the three yeah. points in the end. Uh, now we'll we'll move on to the final game of the uh, part one. Uh, Sheffield United West Ham. Sebastian Haller, best striker in the Premier League, scoring his first goal of the Premier League season. Um, <laughs> now. I'm, I'm not say, I'm not saying this because I'm a West Ham fan. I'm, I'm honestly not saying this, but we we've got a, we we're going to win a league. Let's let's be honest, fellas. It's it's West Ham's time. It's claret and blue all the way. We're going to win the league. Um, pretty simple. Uh, we got the best defense in the league. We got the best midfield and the best strike force. Uh, we can, okay. and that's it. We can just move on after that if you want. I mean, between, between that and Cal's chat, I think we need to rename this the fourth clown podcast. No, um, honestly, uh, honest, 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 serious, no, honest, serious, no. Uh, we, 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 we had a, we, it was a solid performance from West Ham. Um, Sheffield United had some chances. Oliver Burnie had a chance uh, with 15 to go. It's the barb that just proves how. 
lack of confidence that he's, young lad's got. He's not. He's not. He's not on it. And Sheffield United are not on it. They the first forty-five. I thought they did all right. Uh, they they defended like they did last season when they were barely conceding goals, barely losing games. In fact, um, and then second half we get we get a bit of fortune. West Ham with the with the Hallow goal. It was a deflection that came to him. It was a great strike. Ramsdale maybe should have done better. He did get a bit of a high, bit of a palm on it, but end of the day. West Ham win again and we're winning the games that we didn't win a few seasons ago, you know, against the teams that are struggling when we're trying to push up. Um, oh, Cal, David Moyes, is he bringing back his class that he had at Everton or is this just a bit of luck going on at the minute? Do you know what? I've actually liked watching West Ham this season. I think, um, do you know what? I'm giving credit where it's due. That's an absolute rocket from Haller. Um I know, I know probably, what, five minutes before this, we were obviously talking between us and you were saying Haller is absolutely, um, I won't say the words, but not good. Um, you know, he's, he's one of those players that I think hopefully he'll, he'll take that and, you know, he'll push on from there because we were saying about in the um, a previous, in one of the previous episodes, he just needs a bit of confidence and once, once a striker gets confidence, you don't know where he'll take him. Hopefully, he's going to score a lot of goals for West Ham. I think defensively, he looked good. Um, obviously, you mentioned Dog Bonner. Um, before we got into this, he said he, he looked fantastic, and I think yeah, I, th- I think West Ham have really got a chance to <laughs> top half this season. I don't, think any, I don't think any more than that, though. If I'm honest, I think it's I think got, maybe ninth. I think we've got more chance. I think we, if we carry on, there's there is no reason why top top seven for Europe is not is not a dream. It, it's we 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 stay. We've we got the same amount of points as we did when we uh, had the last. Um, Season at Upton Park with your likes of uh, Village in charge, Payet um, controlling the games, etc., etc. There, there's no reason this this season is one of the weirdest seasons going, and it's only eleven games in. Yeah. Um, you know we're we're above, and I'm not just saying this. But we're we're above Arsenal, we're above City, we're above Man United. It's it's weird to see that even eleven games in because years and years ago it would. By this time, the, the league would already form where your big boys have got the results and, you know, maybe one or two are a bit slacking, but it's still in the top half. But to say that we're eighth and we had that start against Newcastle and the, and the season we had last year where we could have got relegated, I think we're doing fantastic. But that's enough about West Ham. We're going about Sheffield United because bottom of the league, um, one point out of um, the games that we've played. Uh, Zach, what... What can they do to turn this around? Because if then if they can't win these types of games or get a point out of these types of games where they miss good chances, how are they going to win games? They got West Brom next in an absolute huge game already in a relegation battle. What is gonna what do they, they need, need to, to do to turn their season around? I was saying this on the I think it was the Friday night show. Um I think they're as good as down. I don't think I think they're down already now. I said that before this West Ham game. And this is just sort of putting fire on the flame. Well, you know, adding fuel to the flame, sorry. But, yeah. I think they miss the Sheffield but derby, I, don't they? they, they I, I, they're, they're beg- they're begging I disagree the with Sheffield United. Really I'm going to read you out their fixtures this season. And there'll be, there's a reason why they're bottom. They've played Wolves, Villa, Leeds, yeah. Arsenal, Liverpool... City, Chelsea, Fulham, and West Ham. Now, 
granted, they've they've played they've played Fulham, okay, can, where can... you you'd look at that game and think they should get three points there. The rest of them teams have been on fire this season. On. But can I can I just can I just intercept there quickly, Cal? Yeah, you've just you've just listed those teams. Yeah. So they had a blinder season last season. West Ham didn't. West Ham's fixtures this season: Newcastle, Arsenal, Wolves, Leicester, Tottenham, City, Liverpool, Fulham, then Sheffield United. Ours ain't that different from that. When we had a bad season, they and they didn't last season. I don't think that's an excuse, mate, to say that 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 that, that they're playing poorly. We should it should. Realistically, going off the stats-wise, it should be the other way around if we're going from last season. I don't think they've... they've Zach's right. They haven't got the confidence. I disagree in a sense that they're already down because they can turn it around because other teams are not playing well. But to say they, they've got the games over yeah, and done yeah. with now, the big games, in a way. And they, they surely, and they surely they, can kick on and they should have kicked on today, realistically, but they didn't. And if they can't beat West Brom uh, next uh, weekend... What is what is going to happen? Are they going to get rid of the manager because he he's a club, club legend now? What, what are they going to do? Up. I think, like I've read out, they've had a really hard fixture list. And to be honest with you, every time I've watched Sheffield United this season, I don't think they've been that that bad. They shouldn't be that bad at the bottom of the league. I don't think they played too bad today. They were really unfortunate not not to get a result out of that game. They could have easily have won it. Um, they're just lacking that cutting edge in front of goal. But once they get a win under their boots, I, I think they'll go. They'll be flying. I really can't see him getting relegated. Like I said, the fixtures have had, they've had some hard games. Um, they only lost 1-0 to City. Uh, they lost 2-1 away at Liverpool. Played really well in that game. Uh, played well today. They played well away away at Arsenal. We're unlucky. Only lost 2-1. They just need a run of, they need a run of fixtures now. Because they they've, they've played all the, all the best teams in the league now. I don't see it personally. I, I just I, I don't see where they stay up. I'm, I'm with Zach on this one. I, I don't think they've showed enough to be thinking like they're, they're going to kick on. Like 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 Tom said, if if they had the chance today, they should have kicked on today. They were at home to West Ham. I know West Ham have had a good season so far, but you'd like to think they yeah, get a point like that or something, something to give you know. Yeah, they, 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 were, they weren't bad, but they didn't get the result in the end, mate. And that's no. that's the problem with the Premier League. If you if you could play, you could play as well as you like, but if you don't get any points out of it, what is the point? Hundred percent. I mean, it, like, like Carl said, like oh, that they lost two one here and they didn't get the result, but they played well. Look at you Bournemouth. can play well it's, all season. They were, they were yeah, the game to go down, Carl. You know what I mean? They've they've got to get points on the board and they've got to get a win and they've not. Oh, they, 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 I, I, they don't look like it, if I'm honest. I thought I thought West Ham were a better team today. I think you, I don't know. I, I, I think just can't, you, I can't we see come back in a month, they'll, so they'll have some points on the board and they'll. I, I think I I don't see Sheffield United going down. I, I on on the on, I, I've. I've so, so, it's the best chance now, isn't it? It's the best I've seen them in a lot of with games. The, with the they've got. I, I really don't think they've been poor. I think today they were really unfortunate not to get a point, and it is it. I agree. I agree with that. They were unfortunate to get point. I, I, I'm 100 uh, on that because they had chances and they defended well. And it wasn't. It was a little mm-hmm. error to get our goal. But um, hopefully they stay up because they 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 deserve to after what they did last season. They had a fantastic and season I'm, I'm and they're probably one of the favourites to go down. About, but um, Brad, them uh, playing well and not getting points that that isn't good. But I, I just think they need that win, which I think they'll get against West Brom. And I think they'll kick on from that. I really do. 
So this is what I was just about to say to Brad then. I've got a few of their fixtures lined uh, on my phone here. So they've got West Brom away uh, next week, mate. Then they've got Leicester at home. Uh, they've got Southampton away, Man United at home, and then Brighton away. Now, if they don't get anything from that West Brom game, Brad, are, are they going to, are they, are they, are they, are they screwed? Because, you know, I know that Man United ain't having the best season, but away from home, they're, they're getting results. Um, Leicester, they're they're having a good time. Um, Southampton's having a cracking start to the season, and Brighton, if they can kick off from t- t- um, yesterday's result, you never know how they can do. What, how are Sheffield United going to uh, do well if they don't get anything from next yeah, week's game? I, I don't think they're a bad side. To be fair, um, I think they've had a very frightening run of games, haven't they? Ray? I do agree in that sense. Um, I thought they was poor today, but I'd have more confidence in them staying up than Fulham and West Brom, to be fair. Um, they need to find something else, don't they? I think they're going to need to sign a few players in January um, and just go all out for it. But I wouldn't say they're down yet. Um, yeah, I mean, the West Brom game is going to be massive, isn't it? Um, and then you've got to go to Leicester, which... It's a, it's a hard game in itself. But yeah, I think you give them a few more games. They're missing the cutting edge, at. aren't they? they, they I mean, yeah. they, they need a striker. Yeah, Goldrick's exactly. not good enough. Well, well, they brought that Brewster in, didn't they, from Liverpool, who was supposed to be adding a few goals. But he's... Well, I, th- I thought he came on From what I've seen of him, he's not really well. been I much thought crap. he, he changed, changed their dynamic of their game quite... Eaten. He does need to start. He does need to start. I think, I think they need to. I think he needs to kind of give him give him a go. You, you well, pay that much money for they've him. They've got just, nothing to lose, have they? Yeah, exactly. You've got nothing to lose at the minute. Just give him a go and see if it works. If it doesn't, then you got to, then you think of something else. But maybe him and McBurney, a tall guy and a pacey guy, that that could that could work. And they like going down the wings definitely because saw that in today's game they target going down the wings a bit more. I don't know if that was just a tactic for today or what. Was, but, can I just say... Um, we well, will see, but... Before it stops, sorry. That is the end. As well, yeah, go for it, Zachy. Sorry. It, one, the players that they bought in the summer, they didn't really add many to the first-team lineup, did they? They weren't like many starters mm. coming in. And, and the way that they finished the last season, low on confidence, maybe that's what's kicked off. Like, maybe they just... Yeah. They've just stagnated yeah. a bit and not really pushed on from where they should have. We, we can loan him Cavani. They'll get involved, <laughs> won't they? <laughs> okay. yeah. Shepherd United no, Cavani no, is a the bookie deal. If I if I'd, if I'd have been Sheffield United and I'd, I'd have been sniffing around some of the strikers that got relegated, why didn't why didn't they give tro- someone like Troy Deeney yeah. a go? Do you know someone that's proven in the prem? I mean, he's not the quickest player, but he's he's he scored goals season after season for Watford until they got relegated. Even the even the season they got relegated, yeah, how scored goals. Why don't you give someone like him a try? Because he's better than McGoldrick. But he could. They they could have had they could have had they could have had Josh Definitely. King. Josh King's a good player for Bournemouth. They they could have had a they could have had a, a lot of players, but at the end of the day, they might need they might do it in January. You know, no, I don't think Jordan's playing much for. Um, Watford anyway at the minute, so you, you never know. He might he might bounce back to the Prem in January, and if it's Sheffield United, then that'll be good experience for him and a, and a goal scorer in the Prem. If he does well, then that's fantastic. But yeah, um, that's the end of part one of the Sunday Review show. We are back with part two in a few minutes, speaking about Liverpool versus Leicester. We've also got Spurs City, 
Fulham, Everton as well, and Arsenal versus Leeds. Uh, thank you guys for coming on and chatting about the uh, weekend's results. And we will be back in a couple of Manager. minutes. Thank you very much. Right, welcome back to the Sunday Review Show. Uh, we got a couple of substitutions made. Um, in for Zach Pettit, we have got Shazad Akram. And for um, Callum Pettit, we have got Jordan Lobon Chambers. Hello. So, um, before we start with the rest of the Premier League games, we are covering in this uh, part Fulham Everton, Spurs City... And Liverpool, Leicester and Arsenal Leeds. We're just going to quickly go over the championship results for our two boys. Uh, Rotherham and uh, Barnsley Forest. Uh, just a quick uh, recap. Uh, Rotherham, how did they get on, Jordan? Uh, we got beat 1-0, but we gave a, a brilliant second-half performance. We just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Fair enough. And um, Cal, uh, how did you get on the way at Barnsley? Lost 2-0, move on. All right, no worries. Thank you very much. We got that out of the way. Um, and we will we'll start with the big, big game of the weekend, uh, which was Spurs City. Uh, Spurs coming out 2 0 winners. Hummin uh, Son and Lacelso, who scored the goals. Uh, City dominated possession. Uh, they didn't dominate the game, I wouldn't say, in a sense, because they didn't win. But they dominated possession. But uh, Jordan. It's another classic Mourinho masterclass of how to defend, 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 but then also grind out a win. How does he do it still, especially with this Tottenham scene? Uh, personally, I don't have a clue, mate. You're going to have to ask Mourinho yourself. Uh, <laughs> oh. I just think I think the, the early goal kind of set the mood straight away for Spurs. I thought they kicked on a little bit. I mean, they struggled after the goal. But they kept the managed to defend well. Uh, I don't think Man City really did anything wrong apart from putting the ball in the back of the net, really. But it was definitely a, a massive Spurs win, like three. Uh, yeah, Shiz, what do you think? Obviously, uh, mine and yours, big rival Spurs. Um, they're looking very, very good this season, and they are. are are they title contenders? It hate, I hate to say it, but are they? I look at the table and I want to cry, Bristow. <laughs> Spurs at the top of the table and they're not there by luck. They've, they've played well this season and I think they could challenge for the title, definitely. And it's the, the combination for me of Spurs. Spurs' success comes down to that Son and Harry Kane uh, combination. They're on the same wavelength. They know where each other are. They they make runs off each other. Kane's passing this season's the best it's ever been. Um, Spurs can challenge for the title, and and it just makes me want to cry saying that. But they can, and they they didn't. It like you said, it was a bit of a weird game. So they they took an early goal, and then Man City had all the possession, and then but Spurs grinded out the win, and and they looked comfortable at the end. See, they saw the game off comfortably in the end. And um, I think that they can go. They're definitely looking like they're going to finish top top three. Why why can't they challenge for the title? They've got Gareth Bale, and 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 two of the best um, players at the moment in terms of form, Harry Kane and Son. So, and I thought Alderweireld was very good as well in defence. 
Yeah, they, they've they've looked very solid, a lot more solid in defence now. Um, and obviously that Kane and Son partnership um, is, is it's just incredible. You, you you rarely see it anymore that two players just link up constantly for one team. Um, Cal, uh, Gary Neville came out after the game and compared Harry Kane to Zinedine Zidane. Right. Um, <laughs> what do you make of that? Well, before I say anything about that, I'm going to say it now. Spurs are, bit, uh, are Liverpool's biggest threat for that title this season. Um, I'm a sucker for, for organised defensive football. I love watching it. That was one of the most enjoyable Mourinho performances I've ever seen in the Premier League. They were amazing. They were just, from start to finish of that game, they were so, so good. They didn't get many uh, shots away. They didn't get to create as many chances as, as a lot of people would like to see. But the way they just sucked the energy out of that Man City team was unbelievable. I think it was a masterclass of a performance. Every one of them players were awesome. And, and like I said, that it's, it, for me, it's, it's Liverpool or, or Tottenham this season. It's still very early days. But on, on that performance... They are going to be hard, hard to beat. Um, and we look at, we're looking at Spurs now. They're a team that are grinding out results as well as battering teams. We, we see it with all the teams that win the Premier League. You, you'll go for a few games where you only win by a goal and, and you have to, and you get a bit lucky. We've see, seen them away at West Brom, they got that look. Away at Burnley, they've got that look. I, I just I think they'll be up there this season, and and it was such an enjoyable performance. On on that comment about uh, Harry Kane and Zidane, he was like Zidane in that game. I mean, how good was he? Uh, that's probably the best individual performance we've seen this season in the Premier League from anyone. Yeah, he was I mean, he was unplayable. I mean, we I mean we watched we watched the game together, didn't we, Bristow? Yeah. And and I mean, right at the end of that game, just his hold-up play, the ball, and everything you want. There was a brilliant clip from Mourinho on the Netflix, on the Amazon Prime documentary, saying to Harry Kane in the first week he was there, "Give me a season, I'll turn you into an animal." And and he's and he's done it. He, he was awesome before. He's in the next level now under Mourinho. Mm-hmm. Mourinho's taken that Spurs side. They will, and I'm sorry to say, it's his. Spurs are going to be in the top two this season. 100%. I think you're right, yeah. And he's just yeah. he's raised his all round game, hasn't he, Kane? So he's not just a goal scorer anymore, he's an all round team sort of player. Yeah. What the, what they've got to be careful of and it, not even that last season you, you look at the bench and you think if they get injuries, which they did, they're gonna struggle. This season they've got Bale, Mora, Lacelso, Vinicius Jr. Is it Vinicius Junior they've got on the bench? What's his name? No, not Vinicius Junior. Um, Vinicius, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's just Vinicius. Yeah. Yeah. They've got Madrid. they've got they've got players they can bring on and make an impact into the game. So I, I don't know if anyone can tell me because Alderweireld went off, didn't he? Is he injured or? We haven't found out. Yeah, I think I don't think it's it'll be it'll be a te- it'll probably say be in a few weeks out, but um, okay. they've still got they've got that. Uh, Whatever player they brought in from Swansea, he, he could do it, and you never know. Um, but let's stop talking about Tottenham; it's hurting me. Um, let's go on about City, Brad. Um, have they been? Have they finally been found out? Have they not got a plan B? Is Pep finally just 
being figured out what, what what's going on at City because for the past two seasons they've looked um, they've not looked like themselves. Yeah, I think you've been a little bit harsh on Man City. Uh, I didn't think they played that bad to be honest. Um, I just didn't think they could find a way through. Um, Tottenham were set up, you know, absolutely fantastically, weren't they? Um, I think the team selection for me was a bit baffling of Man City. Um, he left Sterling out and he left Foden out. For me, two players playing quite well. Um, and I think Mares and what's it, was it? Torres, is it, Ferran Torres? I think they both yeah. struggled, really struggled in the game. Um, and I think he made his changes a bit too late. Um, but you can't get away from Tottenham, can you, at the minute? I mean, Son and Kane. I mean, they're like the Chuckle Brothers, aren't they? You know, to me, to you. <laughs> oh, no. um, oh, dear. No! <laughs> you know, everything just goes through the pair, you know. Absolutely class apart, aren't they? And Kane's just in a different league. Absolutely quality. Mm. So, yeah, so sorry, Shears. I think, like Cal said, definitely be in the top two this season. Yeah. I think well, you make a good point there, though, Brad, about Sterling and Foden. You look how well Foden did coming off, off the bench for England. He was class against Iceland. He's been class all season for City. So, you just got to wonder how he's not getting a game, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I said to Brew, I think, yesterday, something's not right in that Man City camp. I don't mm. know what it is, but they interviewed Pep before the game and after the game. And they asked him, you know, about his team selection and he couldn't even give an answer. Mm. Um, I think something's not right there. I think, I think there can be a lot of changes um, in a couple of months at City for me, I think. Well, I, I, we were saying, Bristow, about we, we thought Aguero should have been on 20 minutes from the end because Jesus just couldn't get in that game. He was screaming out in Aguero to come on the field. And he, yeah, he, he was just hesitant to, to make any changes. It was strange, wasn't it? Yeah, he left it late, but yeah, he left it very late. Well, I'll I'll ask a question for you all. I'll go around each of you. It's just a quick one. Um, If Tottenham don't win any silverware this year, does Harry Kane leave Tottenham? Jordan, what do you think? Yes or no? Uh, I don't think he will. No. Uh, Cal, what do you think? Yes or no? Do you think he'll leave if they don't win anything? If Mourinho's still there, no. Cheers. I can't see him leaving Spurs. No, not for a while. Brad? Um, a couple of points. Uh, I think, to be honest, I think Man City are destined to sign Messi. I think they will sign him next season. So I think, for me, it's who can afford him. Um, the likes of Man United, I mean, they can't even afford £100 million for Sancho. So I think he'll stay put. I think that's what yeah. he's worth. Uh, me, I think 150 plus. Wow. Yeah, in, in today's. He's, he's, yeah. that, that game on Saturday, I mean. I don't know what, what he was even playing. He was everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. And he did the role fantastic. I, I don't even know what he was playing. He was just everywhere. He was, he was fantastic, was he? was. But yeah, I agree with you all. He, I think he'll stay regardless. Uh, because Mourinho's building something. And I hope that Daniel Levy gives him a chance to build in a non-West Ham fan way. But um, it, I hope that they fucking crumble. Um <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. Um, we'll go on to Fulham Everton. Um, Fulham 2, Everton 3. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, two goals. Decore with the other for Everton. Reed and Loftus-Cheek for Fulham. Uh, I personally didn't watch this game. Um, but if, from what it seemed like, um, 
Everton had the better first half, obviously 3-1 up at half-time, and uh, it just seemed like they kind of like sat off a little bit second half, um, shut up shop, and uh, Fulham got the uh, second goal, uh, but couldn't get the third. Um, I don't know who, who else watched this game, but okay. uh, we'll, we'll, go on to, we'll go on to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh, he's been on unbelievable form. The streak continues for him with goals. Um, he's a top goal scorer in the Prem at the minute. Can he continue this, uh, Cal, or is it going to become a stage where he will kind of like the goals will dry up, or can he keep building higher and higher for Everton? There's no reason why he can't keep building higher and higher, um, especially under Ancelotti. I don't think he'll drop off. I think you've seen. I think he's. What, is he on ten goals this season already in the Premier League? Yeah, 10, he's reached ten, 10 yeah. already. It's no fluke. His his positioning's unreal. Um, and it is a real breakthrough season for him. Um, I thought they were poor in the second half, personally. I think Ful- they, Fulham did well to get back in the game. Um, they needed that win, Everton. They really needed it. Ancelotti was feeling the pressure. I think it's the worst run he's had since AC Milan in 06. Um, so it was vital they got a win today, Everton. Because everyone's been bigging them up, and, and including myself, and I think they are a good side. But they've just struggled in recent form. Um, and, and today's a big win for them. I think, I think Fulham are doomed, to be honest with you. I know they're out there. Yeah, that, that, I think that, that was my next question yeah. for, uh, for Jordan, really. Um, so, Fulham, they're just, you know, we know what happened against West Ham. We won't go over it. They should have got a point. And they didn't. Um, yes, again, they missed a penalty. Uh, this time, he uh, slips and balloons it over. Uh, and that is the third different penalty taker for Fulham this season in the Prem, who has missed a penalty. Um, we can't go over penalties again. We've we, we've already gone over it in an episode. Um, but what what are, what are they going to do? Because they, I can't see anything from Fulham that are going to say, you know, what we're going to change our season about. They are, they are. Fucked, didn't they? Sorry for the language. Uh, uh, I held it in for as long as I could. It's been a long time since I swore. I think for Fulham, I think they need a lot of changes. They keep making mistakes at the back and it's costing them goals. Every mistake, like today, the first goal was a mistake. He played it from the back, tried to play it to the right back and a 40-yard pass from the back and it's just... You just don't think of doing anything like that. It's absolutely ridiculous. And that's what costs you. That's what costs you. Season, if they're not too far behind, is the January transfer window. They need to get a decent striker in. What do you think they've already got? Decent strikers. They got. I know Lookman didn't do well, obviously, no, but he's, no, he's a, he, he could do all right he, to give him time. Mitrovic as well. I think he's a good good player. He's certainly I'm shown sorry. himself in the championship, but. I don't see if they bring in who would come to Fulham. That that's my question. Who would come if they're in a massive rut in January? Well, who would honest, come to mate, Fulham and help Fulham, them? Uh, Mitrovic is <laughs> a Mitrovic is a Championship oh, striker. He no, is not no, a Premier no, League no. striker. No, he's a good he's player. Not a Premiership striker. I'm sorry, but he's just not. I think that's a bit unfair. Uh, that is unfair. Yeah, that's... I disagree there, Chamber. <laughs> That's up to you, mate. But I personally think he's a championship strike. He's not a Premier League. That's fair uh, enough. Like, yeah. Um, I can see, I can see what you mean in a way, but 
Um, when you when you're playing in a struggling Fulham side, you're always going to look a bit dodgy. But um, um well, well, I'm looking uh, at the table, and I think that there's three worse teams in the league than Fulham, and that and how the table is now. I think West Brom, Burnley, and Sheffield United are worse sides than Fulham, so they might stay up. Okay, I, I agree with that. I, um, I think uh, I think it's it's going to be a difficult one for relegation. I don't like, you know, we spoke about it um, in part one with Sheffield United. A few of the lads thought they were um, already down. I don't, I, we, I don't agree with that because no one can be down yet. Anyone can change their season. Um, but just going on quickly with Jordan said about getting a striker in, I think it's the issue with um, relegation teams and getting strikers in is that the people who do they want to risk going to a, a team which they know that they can get into the starting lineup, but do, they're going to risk going down to the championship uh, where they could pretty much stay where they are now. And we're talking like teams that are, they could be in a championship. They could be, you know, playing in top six teams that, you know, are not even getting in, getting on the, um, the bench. But for me, Fulham, they can turn it around. They just, it's all, we go around and around about it, but it's all about confidence and, you know, Loftus-Cheek coming in, I think that was great for him. He, he was fantastic a few years ago. Mm-hmm. He looked like he could have been in the England squad and he's drifted off massively. Um, that Tom Kearney, he, he was bound for Premier League a few years ago. He's drifted off. Um, you know, they, they've got they've got some players that they can that can turn it around. But well, I thought he looked really good today, Loftus-Cheek. He looked, he looked really, mm. really good for him. Um I just looking at the Fulham team, the way they've performed this season, I think they're they're gone. To be honest with you, that's my opinion. Anyway, it's just too I, many mistakes in the team. I that's can't all see there is. Them too up. many mistakes in the games yeah. that they play. Well, um, yeah, but at the end of the day, it was, it was a good result for Everton. Um, they're sixth in the league now. They're, they they finally got they kind of bounced back. Um, they're having Richarlison back. It's gonna. You know, hopefully they can they could kick on. Um, we'll go to um, Liverpool Leicester next. Three um, 0 Liverpool. Uh, Johnny Evans' own goal, a Jota goal, and uh, Firmino finally breaking his curse of scoring a goal at Anfield. Um, Brad, it was a pretty simple win for uh, Liverpool, wasn't it? They, I don't think Leicester could get Vardy involved or Madison. Uh, Harvey Barnes went off around about 65th. 70th minute, he couldn't really get into the game as well. It was just a, a matter of time when it was 2-0 that Liverpool were going to make it free. Um, are they, even with their defensive problems, you can't rule them out of winning the title again, can you? For, for me, they're the favourites to win the title. Um, for, you know, they're just a class above. Um, I think it doesn't matter who's injured, they, they can just replace them. Yeah. Um, they just seem to find a way of just breaking teams down um, on Leicester, I, I think I've said it in a few podcasts before. I think if Vardy or is it Tillemans doesn't turn up, I, I don't think they can offer anything else. And I think that's what they did today, Liverpool. I think they, you know, they took Vardy out of the game, and that was it. They just couldn't offer nothing. Um, but, yeah. but don't get away from Liverpool. I think they're just they're a class above, and it kills me to say it, but they're just too good. I fear <laughs> for Leicester today if Liverpool had a full strength side. Oh, because he, even with the team they had out today, Liverpool, I mean, they looked like they looked unreal. They were unbelievable today. The front three. Could I, have been about I four mean, or five, he, it, James yeah. Milner, what a game he had. It, 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 we're talking about, how old is he? 33, 34? 
Something that like that. Ridiculous mate, yeah. game. He, he was class again. Curtis Jones came in, had a solid game. It's just, it's like Brad said, they've got players that can just replace their injuries. And it was so comfortable today. Leicester offered absolutely nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. They struggled. What a signing Jot has been. Oh, Steel. Yeah, Jot has been unbelievable, yes. hasn't he? Yeah. Steel. Yeah, he, he um, what did they pay this is for fourth him? goal at 45 million, I think it was. Oh. Um, and this is fourth goal in a row at Anfield, which is unbelievable. Um, you know, and he's it's 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 ridiculous. Their, their front line is is insane. You know, Firmino is not the goal scorer. There, it's obvious that people can see that. Even though he does get slated, he still has a part, a good part to play. Mane and Salah, even though Salah didn't play today, they're both they're both incredible. And Jota just fits straight into that team. Um, Mane should have had a few goals um, today. Robertson um, is the best left back in the world, isn't he? he like he's unbelievable. Um, Matip did all right. You know, he controlled like controlled Vardy, didn't he? Realistically, he didn't let him have any space. Um, but I will say one thing about a player, and it's for a lesser player. Um, it's their new um, centre back. Um, I forgot. I forgot his name. Begins with Fafana. Mm. I think he could he could develop into something good. He had a few good spells. He he had the unfortunate task of um, marking Manny, and that that is. Sometimes when he's on his game, it, it is impossible. Like he, you can't stop that man from no, going in no. or out. He, he don't know where he's going. But he looks all right. He he he's still young. He's nineteen years of age, and if he can develop under Brendan Rodgers, I think he could be a pretty class centre back in a few years time. Well, he had the unfortunate honour of playing next to Christian Fuchs and Johnny Evans today. They yeah, it's not, they it's not put a great in the worst, the worst defensive performance I've seen all season from centre halves. They were terrible. Absolute disgrace, mm. both of them. But you're right, I think he, but, was, um, yeah, he, he, he was the only bright point from yeah. that side today. But uh, it's last, you still can't count out Leicester. I'm not saying for the title, I'm saying top four. You know, they, they can bounce back. I think you're right um, with saying that if you take out Vardy and Telemans from the game, uh, just shut them off completely, it's difficult. Uh, it, you can include Madison in that as well because he's a very talented uh, player, but he's just coming back from um, from uh, injury. So he's, you wouldn't, I don't know if he's 100% fit. He didn't look like he was today. But um, again, you can't discredit uh, Liverpool. They, they were just absolutely solid. And um, like, like we said, it doesn't matter who they play in that team under Jurgen Klopp. You know, they are, um, how many games? They are 64 mm. games unbeaten at Anfield now. That is ridiculous. Like, that is, that, he's a legend at that club now, club. It doesn't matter what what he what else he does now. He's won the Champions League, he's won the Premier League, and he's sixty four games yeah. unbeaten at Anfield. It's just incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, sorry, I, Gal, I was just going to say with Leicester in the top four, I, I I I do fear it to be fair because I think we've established Spurs, Liverpool, and Chelsea will will I think comfortably be in the top three. Um, but I, th- I think City are too good not to get the top four. So I think Leicester might struggle um, getting into that top four. Even Europa, even Europa League, like they have done for this season, I, I think that's good it's enough for Leicester. Enough, yeah. You know, at least, yeah, they, they won. They won the league. You know, that's fantastic. And that the next season after they won the league, they they 
they didn't finish that high. You know, they didn't, didn't have a bad season, but obviously when you win the league, uh, the, the spotlight is going to be on you to see how well you rebound after that. But ever since they brought in Brendan Rodgers, they look like a very, very well-organised class team. But when you come up against a Liverpool team like that, it will just... You know, they, they are having a, you know, forget about the uh, Aston Villa game. They are having a, a good season, especially with the setbacks with injuries to key players. Going, um, but what, but what yeah. do you think they're, they're missing to challenge for the title, though? I don't think they're missing anything, mate. I think they, they've got what it takes. Um, it's, it's, it's a, but, I agree with Bristow. They're not missing anything. The only problem they've got is in Spurs, you've got Son and Kane. And at Liverpool, you got Salah, Mane, Jota, and Firmino. You can't. No team in the world can compete against that. No, I think no, if you put, you, there's nothing Leicester can do to prevent that. They're not going to sell them players. They're not going to be out for long-term injuries. Uh, all, all of them. So there's not a lot Leicester can do really. It, it, they've got no they've depth. Got hands, Absolutely hands no, no depth. Yeah. Well, Vardy's getting on now, isn't he? So. Like what other strikers have they got to after after he either retires they, or leaves? They haven't got it. Like you can't. Inacho isn't good enough to uh, fight for a European space. You know he's good. He's probably good enough to bring on when you're two 0 up and just holding on to a game uh, and just counter attacking. But yeah, you're right, Jordy. He's getting on. He's still bagging the goals in. But if he gets injured, like you can't keep playing Inacho up top. Um, they need to. They probably need to buy a new striker and. To be fair, I don't think um, top um, strikers aren't going to be worried about going to Leicester now, especially if they consistently get Europe every year. They, there's players out there that they, they could go get. Um, but I, I think, I, but, I, yeah, we'll I was move, just we'll... a bit disappointed with Leicester today. I think, I think they didn't yeah, show up, and I think, I think Brendan Rodgers will be good because I think that's an opportunity wasted there to really gain some gain oh, some points on Liverpool. Absolutely. I've been, I've been I think they'll bounce back. back, back definitely I, I, bounce I just back. think that was such a poor performance. Rogers can't be happy with that at all. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to the final game uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, Leeds United versus Arsenal. Uh, a nil-nil, but wasn't when you watch it, it wasn't like a nil-nil game. Uh, lots of chances. Um, we'll go to Shiz because uh, I think he's got a bit to say. Um, there's a few points to say uh, it, like, it was a good result from a bad performance. Um, but then you've got a 75 million plus player doing absolutely nothing in the game yet again. And then going and uh, getting himself sent off and kind of cost your team in a way of uh, pushing to get three points. Um, what, what, is your, what was your overall view of that game? And what is your view of Pepe now that he's done that? Well, Bristol, I can give you it. Both answers in the same word, mate. Dog shit. <laughs> Dog shit performance where we got battered, where they had 25 shots and 66% possession, and a dog shit performance from Pepe. To, to do that, how thick can you be to think that you can get away with doing that with, with, with the cameras and the kitchen bar? Um, you can get away with that maybe twenty years ago, yeah. But I mean, what, what a fucking doing? muppet, honestly. <laughs> I mean, you, you won't see a more obvious red card, will you? Uh, Just stupid. <laughs> I mean, I, look, I, I, I have to say, I'm not being a sour Arsenal fan, but Ali Alioski has got a fault to play there as well because how he goes down there, you know, he's over, he's overreacted. 
he's trying to win the game for Leeds. I can understand why he's overreacted, but I hate. Yeah, but you'd be disappointed if it, it pissed me off when Lamella did it. Yeah, but you'd be Man disappointed United. if an Arsenal player didn't do it when someone goes in that an Arsenal face. You'd want your player to do it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, look, I can I can understand that, but I, I'm saying I can't blame him, but he did wrong there go, to go down like that. Yeah, yeah, but if he don't if he if he don't go down, yeah, I, I agree. Pepe gets sent off. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, yeah, that's why he's gone down. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that's why Tierney uh, was uh, trying to fucking get after his throat, wasn't he? Uh, well, again, Tierney needs to go back to um, the bum league because uh, he's crap. I don't, I don't get all the hype with him at all. He's crap. <laughs> God, um, let's get Brad's view. It was it dog shit. <laughs> Brad, yes or no? Well, yeah. I mean, you've got to um, you've got to look at the conduct of Pepe, aren't you? Really? I mean, it's just awful. But I mean, to be honest, I don't even think the sending off really would have done anything anyway because Arsenal were just outplayed, weren't they, in the game? Um, I don't know why Leeds didn't win the game. To be fair, well, Leno kept well, the even game, in really. Yeah, Leno, Leno was class. Yeah, Leno had a good. Uh, we'll we'll go on to Leeds then, uh, Jordan. Um, they had, a, I think, she's has already said how many shots they had. They had, and they were quite a few of them were clear cut chances. Hit the hit the woodwork three times. Um, they just couldn't find the uh, find a winning goal. Leno obviously made a good few saves. Um, is this a two points drop for Leeds then? Oh, big time! You can't you can't not. Were they at home, Leeds? Yeah, well, at home, yeah. Yeah, they were at home. Well, they've got home advantage, and they've had like twenty five shots against. You would call a decent Arsenal side. No, we're not. De- we're not decent anymore, Chambers. We shit. No, we know you dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> we're mid table. Like, but <laughs> at home and having twenty five shots on target and not scoring one, it's you've got to look back at it and think, what did we do wrong? You, I don't know. If, yeah, I didn't watch the game, but I, if Leno made like some outstanding saves, then you can only look back and think, well. Different goalkeeper on that day, we would it would have been better basically. So yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Game, so Leno, Leno had a good game. Leeds, Leeds will be disappointed, but and again, but they can take positives from it. But that's the difference that Arsenal can't do. They go away absolutely yeah. thankful that they've got a point there because I, I don't understand. Um, it, it's it, Pepe is just a selfish prick, isn't he? Um, that's the only way you can think of it. You know, you've got you've got a good chance here. You know, Leeds are not a bad side at all. You know, they've came into this Premier League and it's like they've never left. Um, they've they were they've been very good. They've had a few bad results, but even in those bad results, they kept on pushing. They they tire teams out quickly, and the, the fitness of their boys are fantastic. Um, you know, they, they've got they ain't got names that are big either. You know, Calvin Phillips is probably the biggest name in that team, and. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't class him as a player that can get in the top six um, teams yet. Patrick Bamford's having a good season, but you wouldn't class him as a good striker or sorry, a class striker. You class him as a good one. He misses um, a lot Luke Ayling, yeah, yeah, he does miss a lot of chances, and that that's what his uh, issue was last season in the championship. He may have scored a lot of goals, but he did miss a lot of chances as well, and that's why people were fearing for him in the Prem. But he's kind of proved them wrong in a way, I've, but. Leeds can push on here. They can, they can, they can finish top, um, top half mid table ish if they keep on pushing. 
Um, they're not a team that can be figured out, I don't think, because all they do is just pressure you into winning that ball and they get down the line. I agree with you. I, I, um, I think mid, mid, after, I, I think mid table for them. Uh, they're not going to be relegated. I don't think they'll push for a, a European space, uh, but they, they will be mid table. Today, today they dominated, didn't they? From the first whistle, they they were all they were all over Arsenal, um, and just need that that finishing touch that maybe a better striker than Bamford probably will provide. Um, but it maybe would you start Rodrigo, their new signing, instead of Bamford, or would you even try trying uh, together up top? It'd be harsh to drop Bamford from the start of the season he's had. So I'd, I'd probably still be giving mm. Bamford the benefit of the doubt, but I think he'll get found out eventually. I, I think he's a very average player for the Premier League. I think they can yeah. do a bit better. Um, Shiz, final thoughts on Arsenal then. Um, obviously, they've come out with a with a point, which Arteta won't be happy with the performance, but obviously you'll take a point. Um, where where do Arsenal go from here? Like, because under Arteta, you've seemed like you are going you know, on the up. You've won the FA Cup. Um, he's kind of playing a different way. You know, it's, it, I think Arsenal you know, have to forget about the um, Wenger era in a sense to actually make them get higher in the table. Forget about the past. And it'll be the same with Man United, but that's a different story. But you forget about the past glories to push yourselves up even higher. Where do you think Arsenal realistically is going to finish this season? I, I think it's, it's painful being an Arsenal fan because they go to Old Trafford and beat Old Trafford and you get your hopes up for the first time in years. You think, Arteta's turned this team round and then we go and put in performances like against Villa and today and you just think it's two, it's one step forward, five steps back again. I just I can't see us finishing any higher than sixth, and that and we'll be lucky to finish sixth because where are the goals coming from, firstly, and defensively we're all over the place still. Yeah, and I think yeah. Thomas Party must be sitting there thinking, what sort of club have I joined? Because I mean he could have gone to a top club, and he's <laughs> he's he's come to Arsenal, and he must be sitting there looking around thinking, bloody hell, I'm the best player. At this club by a mile. Yeah, I've got I've, I've got another yeah, point for you as well, Shiz. I mean, what's he doing with a Bamiang? Well, he, he, he tried to play him down the middle today, and I, I think it's it's. Do you know what a Bamiang? He's a great player, but his confidence seems to have gone a bit because he had that one shot. He just scuffed it. He, his confidence doesn't seem to be there. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a weird one, but I. But look, it comes down to creativity in the team, and and there's no there's no real creativity in that team. And Ozil, you can say what you want about Ozil, but he's a creative player. He can create scoring chances. And um, you know, if we'd handled that situation better, we could have got Ozil off our books and got a creative player in, or kept Ozil playing. I can't understand why they didn't move for uh, Wilfred Zaha. To be honest. In the summer, I, I don't understand yeah. that. I mean, they were linked heavily, weren't they? And well, we, we were really close to signing them, really close to signing them. And you know, Pe- Pepe, he had he's had glimpses glimpses to show his talent, but he just looks oh, he's, he's, he's when, when he does something like that, it just I think the fans are going to be now on his back a bit more than they've been patient with him. 
and you know the fans are going to be onto his back, expecting a bit more from much more from him now. And um, you know, I'm just, I just think where are goals coming from? Where, where it just looks like it's going to be another horror show this season, and looks like again Champions League to get into the Champions League, going to have to win the Europa, Europa League somehow. Yeah, it is. It's, it's going to be tough for Arsenal for sure. But uh, you think United have got yeah. problems? Arsenal have got bigger problems. No, than I'll swap. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but yeah, that, that's that's all the games uh, from this weekend. Obviously, we've got a couple uh, of games tomorrow: uh, Southampton, Wolves, Burnley, Palace. Um, obviously, we can't uh, speak about them now, but um, they should be good games. To um, but we'll just speak about some other things that happened outside of the Premier League. Um, Barcelona losing at Athletic, uh, against Atletico Madrid 1-0 uh, the one thing that I just want to mention there quickly is that they sent out their 17 year old uh, Pedri to speak to the media instead of uh, one of the experienced players after a, a defeat to a rival like there's no leaders in there anymore is there Messi's given up it seems um, What I, I don't really know what's happened at Barca you know you would have thought the team like that even how, even if they decline a little bit, they they will always find a way to get up. I think they finally reached a point where they can't progress at the minute. I think they're they're in a bit of a stump, and t- especially to send out a, a player that is brand new to uh, that league, seventeen years old. He's not even a an, an adult uh, realistically, and to send him to the press after losing one nil to Atletico Madrid. Uh, what is going yeah, on I think, there? I don't think it's just Barcelona, though, but, uh, Tom. I think uh, the whole Spanish league is just falling apart, isn't it? Um, Barcelona just seem to be in another world. Uh, they're a bit like Real Madrid at the minute, aren't they? Um, I just don't think anyone, no one wants to be there anymore. Um, Messi doesn't want to be there at all, does he? Um, mm. When they got rid of Suarez, I think... That upset uh, Messi a little bit as well because, you know, they just shifted him out the door. Um, Griezmann isn't playing well, I don't think. Uh, you've got Dembalance there who just gets injured all the time. Um, I just don't see any star quality at Barcelona, I mean, aside from Messi. Um, and I think it's showing. I think the power giants finally being put to sleep, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I... Completely agree. Uh, the next point I got is uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. He is ten goals away from being the player with the most official goals in history. Like there, it's been that debate for too long about who's better, Ronaldo or Messi. Uh, we won't go over that now, but he is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay. Um, he is a. Uh, he is a hundred percent up there as the best goal scorer going surely like it's it's unreal how he is still doing it now he's like you know he could carry on for another three four years at the top level if he wants to type he like as Latan is doing at the minute but he's better than Zlatan it is I think it's insane that these are the numbers that he's got 10 goals away from being the official highest uh, goal scorer in history of football that's insane and we've got the privilege to be in that generation of him and Lionel Messi I think it's mad yeah, he's one of those players that you you hate, but then you like, I suppose, isn't he? Um, I don't know. I don't know really on this. I mean, what can I say? I know that uh, actually Man United sniffing around him at the minute. So I've been looking at, but on his um, career, 
it's just been fantastic, hasn't yeah, it? Phenomenal. Um, yeah, he's... he's just kept himself in amazing shape, hasn't he? And he just maintains that elite level of fitness. And like you say, with with his body, the way he keeps maintains his body, why can't he carry on for another five years? Exactly. Um, the most yeah, impressive then... thing, though, is his international career as well. Like, yeah, he's he... still banging in the goals even now. He's playing between both, and you've got to think that. You, you could be playing like four games in a week or three, I don't know. And he's played each and every single one of them. And he's at the age of 35. Yeah, he's still he's still doing it international and club level. Just an level. I mean, beast. I think he's, uh, I think he's um, uh, retiring from international after the Euros um, next summer. And it'll be, it be missed. Like the day that him and Leo Messi retire, it will just be... Incredible, and then we'll lead on to the final one I've got here. Someone who might uh, emulate Ronaldo, you never know. Uh, Eric Harland, I rate this kid so highly. He's got 23 goals in 22 appearances for um, Dortmund at the minute. He got named a golden boy of 2020 in front of a lot of good young players. I have already said to the lads, um, I think in the next five years, he'll be up there for Ballon d'Or. A lot of people will disagree with me. Um, I've said that he's got to stick it out at Dortmund for a little bit longer, see if they can be the ones who push him by Munich off of uh, the top of the uh, top of the German pile. Um, but if not, where where would he go? And fellas, he can agree or disagree with me. I just want to find out. Is he uh, going to be good enough to win the Ballon d'Or? Good enough to win the Ballon d'Or if he leaves Dortmund. Um, for me, Dortmund have always been known as a bit of a business team, aren't they? You know, they get the good players and they send them on. Mm. Um, it's all about it's all about money with them. Um, I think if he's going to win anything like that, he's got to make a move somewhere. Where I don't know. Um, but I think to win that, he'd have to make. A Where move. would he go? It's difficult, isn't it? Um, I mean, again, like I said about uh, Kane, it's how much he would cost. Mm. I mean, what what price tag are they going to put on yeah. him? Yeah. Um, and who's going to be able to afford him? I, I wouldn't. I can't see him making a move to Bayern. If I'm honest, I think if he would, was to move, he would either go me. I think he'd go to Spain personally, and I think he'd go to Barcelona. I I, I personally don't think he'll be. Near the Ballon d'Or um, trophy with with the likes of Mbappe and and Neymar still playing. Um, I know they play in an awful league, but on the international stage, they're still class. It's a popularity. It's a popularity yeah. contest, isn't it? Basically, the Ballon d'Or. So, so I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, my final question then, and then we uh, will hand over to Jordan with uh, our uh, four sub. Podcast uh, prediction league table. Um, Messi and Ronaldo when they retire next, or or even before they retire, who is your first pick to win the Ballon d'Or? Uh, we'll go with uh, Jordan first. For me, I think you've just said his name, uh, Holland. I just I think it, give him two years, three years, and at the minute he's scoring goals. He's happy. I'd keep him at Dortmund for a few years and I think he'll go for the Ballon d'Or. I can't yep. see why not. Uh, Cal, who, who, who would you say? Um, depending on when... Oh, I'd, 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 probably, I'd probably say the next Ballon d'Or winner is going to be Lewandowski, to be honest. Okay. Uh, Shiz, who, who would you say next 
Ballon d'Or then? That's a hard question. So we're saying Messi and Ronaldo are both retired? Well, what we're saying because you know there's it's it's a difficult one. We'll say we'll say who who do you think is next in line after Messi and Ronaldo? I think um I, I think Mbappe, even though the French league is very poor, um, you know, he's he's only getting better and he just reminds me so much of Henri. I love watching him play. Mm. And uh, I think yeah, Mbappe, Mbappe for me. So I would ask you, Brad, but we know that uh, you're going to say Scott McTominay. Um, I was going to say Cavani. Um, yeah, sorry, Cavani's second choice. Uh, uh, seriously, who, who who would you say then? Uh, you've got to look at um, Mbappe, haven't you? Um, but I really do think Mane is a spe- special player. Yeah, I really do. Um, I think he get. It doesn't he get doesn't the credit he deserves. Um, but I think looking at yeah, I'd say Mbappe. Yeah, I well, I um, I would say I would agree with Cal with Lewandowski. If the oh, Ballon d'Or was after this asked, year, I think I'd that was his. If it's going on now, it's got. Oh yeah, like, it? yeah. But um, I think I think uh, so. Going on, if it was this season, it'll be Lewandowski. Uh, but oh, when I think the first person when them to retire, I have to agree with. Uh, uh, Brad and Shiz and the uh, cow with uh, Mbappe, uh, but like you said, he plays in a shit. He plays in a bad league. Sorry, um, well, I think he'll move to. I think he'll move to Spain soon. Uh, a the, Real Madrid, the Spanish league more than likely. They're missing the superstars. Yeah, and, and when it when they when he goes there, it will attract a lot more players to mm. uh, go there. You know, young talent. Um, so. Yeah, that, that's everything about football on the Sunday Review Show. We're going to go over to uh, our very own Jordan LeBon Chambers. Um, Jordan, just uh, let us know what uh, your um, idea was about a prediction table with uh, all the lads here at the Forza Podcast. So, as a bit of fun for all the lads, uh, we decided to create a prediction league where each guy has to guess the right results for the teams and the fixtures playing. And then after that, once the season's finished, we are offering the Le Bon Trophy to the winner. <laughs> and for the loser, we are going to create a poll on our social media pages and see if the fans or the followers want the forfeit. For the and who's winning league. after this weekend, Chainbomb? Right, so, so far, with eight predictions right, is Thomas Bristow. Well done, Tom. With, in second place, well, joint second place, is Zach and LeBon. With seven. In, there is, well... Joint third is Mav with six. Bookie oh, with six, which is Brad. You've got Cal with six and Shuz with six as well. So it's tight at the end of the first round. You've still got two fixtures to go tomorrow, lads. So thank you. good luck. Well, thank you very much, Jordan Chambers, for that. Um, 
So yeah, we'll we'll leave it on this then. Uh, this has been the uh, Sunday Review Show. Uh, I've been Tom Bristow, joined by everyone at the uh, Four Sub Podcast. Uh, 